At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for Rush Hour with Danny Burke, presented by Bet Rivers. Happy Friday, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome into another edition of Rush Hour, presented by Bet Rivers. I'm Danny Burke, your host, as always, broadcasting live out of the Bet Rivers Sportsbook right here in Des Plaines, Illinois, just outside of Chicago. Tonight we'll be talking some baseball, a little bit of NFL in there, and we've got some UFC fight night action to look forward to. Dave Ross, host of the stadium on the Marquee Sports Network, will give us some of his plays for tomorrow night with fight night. I know he's got some interest in a few of them, so excited to talk in the octagon with Dave. In between, like we said, we'll hit some football, take a look into the NFC East, really more so a head-to-head with the Washington football team and the Dallas Cowboys, who would be more of a viable option to bet, whether it's odds to make the playoffs, season win totals, or just to be atop of the division. We'll dive into that later on in the show. That I got a couple plays on the diamond. Nice winner last night with Oakland over Seattle. We had a push with our other bet, but we got a couple this evening. And to talk even more about that, Eno Saris of The Athletic covers the league. And uh, we'll see if he's got any insight on tonight's action, any plays, leans that he likes revolving around Major League Baseball. And... Just the biggest movements throughout baseball is of late. I mean, we have the trade deadline coming up. We've seen little intricate moves here and there. Speaking of which, kind of the obviously the most notable one as of now, uh, Nelson Cruz being dealt from Minnesota to the Tampa Bay Rays. The veteran looking to provide some offense for this Tampa Bay squad that's just a game back from the Red Sox. Now, when we've talked about division betting, honestly, a lot of it's skewed at this point in the sense that 
the team out in front is so far out in front in front of the odds that it's really not that intriguing to want to bet unless you want the faraway value from a team behind them. But in my opinion, the division that has the most likely chance of being flip-flop from the guy in first place and the person behind him for the team behind him, rather, is the ALE. So now that the Rays are getting an acquisition that can help provide some offense and a veteran at that, I think that's a great move for Tampa Bay, and you can still get them plus 120 to win the AL East. The Red Sox are the favorite, minus 121. The Yankees are 12 to 1, along with the Blue Jays, and then naturally the Orioles at the bottom. Uh, they're 300 to 1, but basically the deal was Cruz uh, going to Tampa Bay, and then the Rays exchange a couple AAA starting pitching prospects, Drew Strutman and Joe Ryan. So really that's the crux of it when it comes to that deal, but a nice acquisition potentially for this Tampa Bay team that Look, they got a plus run differential, as does Boston. But to me, I, I've kind of had the similar sentiment with this Boston team throughout the course of the season is that, well, they're going to regress to the mean of what we expected at some point. And obviously, that has not been the case as of now. So, you know, they're going to keep it up. Let's be honest. They're going to be at the top of this race in the division more than likely. But to me, even before this acquisition of Nelson Cruz, I still like Tampa Bay being the top team in this division, really, because... I mean, you know, they have the second-best bullpen ERA right now in the big leagues, right? In Boston, I mean, their bullpen is fine. The offense is what's been carrying them. And then when it comes to starting pitching, personally, I have a little bit more faith in this Tampa Bay team than I do Boston. Now, of course, Boston has a slight edge when it comes to offense. But at the end of the day, I think Tampa Bay has the overall better team. And even just looking at this price, I mean, considering they're only a game ahead of them and there's so much time left to go, when you're looking just at the prices to win this division, I'm not going to lay, even though it's only about minus 121, I'm not going to lay that where I could just get the raise for plus money for a team that I think is better suited to come out on top of the division and for the plus money price. The Rays are my selection for the AL East. Now, I'm not saying it as in I bet it, but if I'm looking to pick a squad right now to come out on top of the AL East, it's got to be Tampa Bay for me. So, again, they're plus 120 if you have any interest there. Bring it in, potentially a big piece there with Nelson Cruz to help out with the bat. So could be interesting to see how that unwinds down in the AL East. Nothing really has shifted too much in terms of the other divisions, right? I mean, again, like I was saying, they're so skewed in the sense that the favorite is just far out and ahead. The one that I've kind of been waiting on slowly has been the AL West with the A's and the Astros. But the Astros only two and a half games up, but they're still over a $6 favorite. So really, it's not a Bible betting option whatsoever. The only route I guess you would want to take is to take this like plus money with Oakland as of that point. But to me, I do think Houston is the best team in the AL, as is indicated by the odds and for them to win the AL pennant. But I don't even think it's worth it to take the plus money with Oakland. So I'm kind of hoping that Oakland gets on a nice little streak and conversely the Astros slide a little bit so maybe we could get a better price. But the fact that they're two and a half games up and you're still a minus 625, the chances of that happening are probably slim to none. But still something to keep an eye out for with many months still to go in this long baseball season throughout these summer months. Once again, welcome into the show. It is Rush Hour presented by Bet Rivers. I'm Danny Burke, your host, live out of the Bet Rivers Sportsbook, getting you geared up this Friday evening for plenty of betting action on the diamond. We were just talking about the acquisition by the Tampa Bay Rays, scooping up Nelson Cruz, looking at some of those AL East odds, and we have some good AL East action tonight to look forward to. So let's get you geared up with some of that because first pitch, is about to be squared away in about five minutes between the Yankees and the Red Sox. This one opened up at about a pick between the teams. Total at eight and a half or so is what we are seeing. 
The Red Sox have gotten the love so far, though, on the money line, up to minus 120 at Bet Rivers. The Yankees catching plus 102 currently. Total has been stagnant. Eight and a half is still what we're seeing. Slightly shaded to the over minus 117. Now, last night, the Red Sox got a little bit of a revenge from the series that they had coming out of the gate from the All-Star break. Red Sox beat the Yankees 5-4-10. and 10. Boston now on a three-game winning streak heading into this game. You're getting Garrett Cole versus Eduardo Rodriguez, and Rodriguez is a southpaw tonight. He's been pretty sufficient. Now, I'm saying that in the sense that if you look at his XFIP compared to ERAs, ERA doesn't do him justice. It's at 5.19, but he's been pretty unlucky for the most part because his XFIP is at 3.33, which we like to look at as a true indicator of ERA. And conversely for Cole, Cole's still dominant, 10 and 4 in the year, 2.63 ERA with a 2.84 XFIP, below 1 on his whip. So Cole's been, uh, Cole's been awesome. There's no denying that. The Yankees have actually done pretty well against Southpaws offensively this season, too. 764 OPS, which ranks fifth in the big leagues. But then you look at Boston and how consistent they've been against righties. Fifth best in OPS, 766 themselves. This is a game that I'm going to be sticking away from, but could understand a little bit of love going toward Boston. It's hard to fade Garrett Cole, though. I don't care what situation it is. I'm probably not going to be touching that one. But a game that I would have a little bit more betting interest in if it weren't for the line getting so out of hand is Cincinnati and St. Louis. You're getting Tyler Molly going up against Wade LeBlanc. And look, the, the Reds can fare well in this series against the Cardinals. Yes, the Cardinals did well against the Cubs at home, but all those games were close, and it's not going to take much to beat the Cubs at this point. The Reds up to minus 175 on this line right now, and Molly versus St. Louis this year, 2-0, 12 innings pitched, allowed just four earned runs on nine hits and 17 Ks. So if you're looking for a strikeout prop, potentially, look for one with Molly tonight against the Cardinals. But again, they open minus 150. They're up to minus 175. But I think that could be a viable option tonight with Cincinnati and St. Louis. But let's go ahead and bring in the expert himself to dive more into tonight's baseball slate. You know, Sarah's with us over at The Athletic is where he does his great work covering Major League Baseball. And, you know, we were just talking about some of these early games that are starting. And before this one gets underway, Let's talk about the Mets and the Blue Jays here. We see New York in terms of the betting odds as a slight favor, very slight. Minus 112, Toronto's minus 105. This total is sitting at about 8.5. Sure to be a good game tonight. Who do you think gets the job done in New York? You know, I have this uh, stuff metric that, that kind of looks at the shape and the and velocities and spins of pitches, and it doesn't think that much of, of, of Stephen Matt. <laughs> Um, it, it, it just thinks that his fastball is super, super hittable and not, not in good shape. And I think that anybody, if anybody knows how to hit him, it'll be the Mets. Um, so I, I think that he will, will suffer there. And then we, we put a new number, we put a new sort of update on the stuff, on the stuff today where we're capturing, you know, um, it's called steam-shifted wake. And what it is is basically uh, really good change-ups and cutters perform differently than the spin axis would predict. Uh, and that improved the model, and it improved uh, what we thought of Tyler Megill. So uh, I, I think Tyler Megill can win this one easily. Yeah, and obviously we haven't seen as much from Megill this season, but that's an interesting metric to note out. 
And again, you're seeing it as at this point. I mean, this line is kind of flip-flopped all over the place, but the Mets now about minus 112, the total at 8.5, Blue Jays minus 105, and you're right. I mean, look, Matt's in terms of his XFIP, 3.69, not too shabby, but, you know, to me, he's kind of one of the tougher guys to bet on because he's been a little bit volatile, and personally, I haven't just been paying as much attention on Matt's, but you're right. I mean, this one to me is kind of a toss-up as indicated by the odds, but interesting as you're saying that Megal could... uh very advantageous in this matchup, so maybe give him a look tonight. And, you know, you know, speaking of having interest in a game and a betting interest, uh, I bet the Angels tonight going up against the Twins. There's a big line movement in their side, and I thought they were, you know, matched up pretty well. But now the Angels are going to be without two of their top hitters in Walsh and Otani out tonight, and the line naturally moves back down. Twins depart with Nelson Cruz. We know that. We were talking about that to begin the show. Alex Cobb versus Jay Happ. I mean, Happ has really just been atrocious this season, especially as of late. Do you trust Cobb and the rest of the Angels enough, despite two of their top hitters being out, to still get a dub tonight? Yeah, that, I didn't know that about uh, the two hitters, and that is unfortunate. But um, other than stuff, I have a metric for command. Uh, and Alex Cobb actually grades out really well when it comes to stuff and command. I really think that this is... Uh, just a blowout in terms of pitching matchups. And so I know that the hitting favors the Twins here a little bit, but I'd still, I think I'd still take the Angels here. Yeah, I'm with you too, and that's the thing. I mean, Jay have he's got a 6.15 ERA, and his XFIP's 5.12, and a WHIP of 1.50. And you know, there's even been trade rumors heading into the deadline that some teams could be looking for half. Uh, is this guy just kind of has no gas left in the tank? Does he need kind of a new environment? Is or is he just on the downwind of his career right now? Are you surprised to see this from half? I'm a little surprised. He has two really good fastballs, and the, the secondaries aren't as aren't as good. And maybe, maybe the fastballs took a, a dip this year. My metrics don't think that highly of Hap right now. But maybe if you moved him into the bullpen, he could be a, a sneaky good lefty reliever. Okay. Well, uh, speaking of lefties, a team that thrives against them is the Chicago White Sox. Unfortunately, they won't be facing one tonight. Instead. They're getting the righty. Freddie Peralta taking the bump with Milwaukee against Chicago, who's putting out Lucas Giolito. The Brewers up to minus 125. The Sox, you can get plus 108 with a total sitting at 8 for tonight's affair. Look, Giolito's been solid, but obviously not as great as he has been the past couple of seasons. And Peralta's been a stud as well, along with the rest of that Milwaukee rotation. But the thing is, can that Milwaukee offense come alive tonight? Do you think they do? And can they get the win against the White Sox this evening? I think I'm taking the White Sox in this one, and, and here's my reasoning. Ever since the spin rate ban, the, uh, the, the sort of sticky, the sticky stuff ban, Freddie Peralta's spin rate has gone down. And I think it's a big part of what makes his fastball effective. So I, I keep waiting for a sinker from him. It hasn't really happened yet, but against the White Sox here, I can see it. What, what do you kind of envision the rest of the series? Because these are going to be great pitching duels throughout the weekend. Do you give the slight advantage to Milwaukee just because of how good Burns and how good Woodruff has been? Or do you think Rodon and Lance Lynn can do well enough to, keep, to give the White Sox hope in this series? I think it'll be close. It, it might be an opportunity for some unders here. But um, I, I would take the Brewers in the second two. Yeah, Milwaukee, obviously, with their two stud pitchers. Hard to ignore that. 
White Sox get on their little streaks until they get healthy. I mean, they're still going to hold control of the division, but tough series this weekend against Milwaukee should be a fun one, and you're right. Unders are going to be coming in of plenty, more than likely, so should be fun to watch up in Milwaukee. And this next one, you know, I mean, you know, I didn't think I'd be as excited, I guess, to talk about it. But look, Detroit has won their last seven in a row. Tonight, they're going up against Kansas City, and the Royals are the favorite here, minus 121. Detroit, despite this great win streak they're on, the slight dog at plus 104. This total is high as 10.5. Can Detroit keep the winning streak going this evening? Uh, who's their starter again? Uh, looks like Willie Peralta's taking the bump for Detroit and then uh, Bubik for uh, the Royals tonight. And, you know, he's been he's been struggling this season is the thing, too. I mean, over 5 XFIP. Yeah, but I, I don't think the Magic is going to stick around for Peralta. <laughs> uh, I'll take the Royals in this one. Yeah, and, and the Royals, too. I mean, are you kind of shocked that we saw such a hot start for them and then they've just completely disappeared? I mean, it seems like we see this with one team every season, but... Did you think that a team like the Royals were going to be the one to do that at the very beginning of the year? I think that they're they're approaching competitiveness and they're and they're they're doing some things right and they've got some nice young players. But one thing that concerns me is that their pitching development. They've had all these kind of high picks and interesting young arms, and none of them have really worked out yet. Yeah, and and look, they made some moves this off season and. Rightfully so, it came through in the start of the season, but it's just going to take time with Kansas City, but could be a good opportunity, as Eno's alluding to tonight, against Detroit to snap their winning streak. Uh, let's talk Rangers and Astros here, because Houston obviously has a nice hold of the American League right now. They're the betting favorite to win the AL pennant, but tonight, a favorable matchup potentially against the Texas Rangers. Houston up to minus 215 on the money line, plus 175 on the buyback for the Rangers. This total has dipped from nine at the opener to eight and a half, Getting Colby Allard going against Jake Odorizzi. And look, Odorizzi hasn't been his best, 4.33 XFIP. And Allard's about 4.18 on the XFIP. And naturally, you know, the Astros a big favorite because of their dominance. You can always go with the run line and still lay minus 104. If you think the Astros are winning tonight, you know, do you think that it's going to be, you know, two or more? Would it be worth to lay that run line? Uh, this one strikes me as a trap. I... Uh... I might stay away from this one. They're so heavily favored, and yet it's not their best pitcher. Um, Colby Allard is a little bit undervalued, but not to the point where I would necessarily want to bet on him. I just, I just, uh, I don't, I don't like this one for some reason. Okay, well, let's take a look at another matchup tonight with the Giants and the Pirates. Now, the Giants had a great series against Los Angeles. I mean, that pitching matchup was awesome pretty much every single game, and their bats came alive when it needed to. San Francisco against Pittsburgh at home, lane minus 195. This total at about 8.5 with Cueto taking the bump against Chad Cool. Did the Giants keep it rolling tonight? Yeah, I think so. You know, Cueto's got all those tricks in his bag. Um, and, you know, you really want to have to see him a lot in order to kind of get the timing down and understand all these different deliveries he's got. So I could see a, a team that doesn't see him very often uh, having trouble with him. Now, speaking of the Giants, of course, you know, they're atop of the NL West right now, and there still just seems like there's non-believers in them. And, I mean, obviously, rightfully so, when you have a division filled with the Padres and the Dodgers just kind of waiting for Los Angeles, at least, to explode. In terms of coming out of the division, the Dodgers still the huge favorite, minus 305. The Giants and Padres both plus 350. 
Is it time to fully kind of believe in the Giants, or should we still wait to see if the Dodgers make a huge leap here with, you know, several months to go? The Padres have a more favorable schedule, and they also have a GM that's more likely to take a big swing at the trade deadline. I kind of feel like Farhan is a little moves guy, a bunch of little moves. That's how he got this team. I mean, this team has great depth, great coaching staff, a real big coaching staff. Um, and I feel like, you know, that's part of the magic here. Uh, I don't think that they are going to go get somebody like Joey Gallo. I might be wrong, uh, but I think that's something that A.J. Preller would do in San Diego. So with the favorable schedule, with the fact that I think they'll take a big swing, maybe get Gallo and Gibson uh, from Texas, uh, I actually think the Padres should be favored to, to win the division. I, I like them the best. I do think that the two wild cards will come out of the NL West. Okay, the Padres, plus 350 to come out on top of the NL West. That's why I thought before this season, just based on the raw talent they had, instead of laying the price with the Dodgers. And look, Tatis keeps it up. Padres, no chance, especially if they're making big moves at the deadline, no chance why they can't come out on top of the division. So keep an eye on the Padres. Speaking of the aforementioned Los Angeles Dodgers tonight, they're taking on Chichi Gonzalez and the Rockies. The Southpaw, David Price, taking the mound for Los Angeles, minus 278, huge favorite for the Dodgers at home against the Rockies. This total at nine. Anything worth a note or of interest in this game that you would tell people to keep an eye out for if they're looking to bet it? I mean, it's just that uh, David Price probably wasn't, doesn't have length, so it, it, it's not billed as a bullpen game, but uh, I'm not sure if he'll go longer than three innings, so it is going to tax the bullpen. Kenley Jansen um, is, is taxed on the end of it. So what happens if uh, they have to go to Kenley Jansen or Blake Trinan for two innings or, or kind of get to the soft middle of that bullpen? Uh, I'm not saying that the Dodgers will lose, uh, but uh, maybe higher scoring than, than you might expect. Okay, and then, you know, before we let you go here, last game of the night, Oakland and Seattle and Frankie Montas and Kikuchi. And Kikuchi's been solid this season. It's just sometimes his teammates don't pick him up offensively. But Seattle's a slight dog, plus 102, Oakland minus 118, short total of 7.5. Who you like in this final matchup? Uh, I like the A's, actually. I think that, uh, especially with, uh, with the, the benefit of the, of the line and stuff, I'll, I'll take the A's because um, Kikuchi has, uh, you know, I have this command plus number, and it's, you know, what, what can a pitcher do what he intends to do with the ball? Kikuchi has a reliever-level command. He has maybe the worst command among starting pitchers in baseball. And I think that's why you see, you know, in some games, he does well enough, he commands it well enough, and has a good game. And then you see these huge blow-ups, seven runs, five runs, in his last two, uh, two things, in his last two outings. The A's are also one of the five best teams at not reaching outside the zone. So if they're going to put pressure on Kikuchi's command, I think that they're going to come out on top. Yeah, and Oakland has gotten some love on the line. Minus 110 up to minus 118 with Montas versus Kikuchi tonight. And you're right. I mean, the volatility certainly is present for Kikuchi. So interesting stuff to note out there. Take a look at Oakland, minus 118 tonight. And, you know, you know, we appreciate you taking some time. I'm sure we'll have you on in the near future as we get closer to the postseason. But thanks for the tips and insight, as always, my friend. Yeah, thanks for having me. At Eno Sayers is where you can follow him on Twitter. Catch his work over at The Athletic covering Major League Baseball. All those unique kind of metrics and statistics to determine the outcome. 
pitching, hitting, all that great stuff, you know, has you covered. As do we here on the show, because we're sticking with baseball coming next. I got a couple of plays on the Diamonds. Already teased it a little bit with that Angels game, but another angle that I think could be viable between the Pirates and the Giants. I'll let you know what that is next. Plus, we got UFC and NFL still to come. Plenty more action coming your way on a Friday night here on Rush Hour. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, Somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Get the most out of all odds with Bet Rivers. Daily hometown discounts on boosts on all of your favorite teams. Only at your hometown sportsbook. And to make your experience even more rewarding, remember that Bet Rivers offers the most live streams of major sports, instant payouts, and only one time playthrough. Offer valid in Illinois only. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Not valid for any participant of the Illinois Gaming Board statewide voluntary self exclusion program. Daily hometown discounts. Remember to check them out. BetRivers.com. All righty, back at it here on Rush Hour. I'm Danny Burke, your host, broadcasting live out of the Bet Rivers Sportsbooks. Sportsbook, rather, and the seats are filled, is what I was going to say there, plural. But look, everybody's excited for some baseball action. And 
So are we here on the show because we got a couple plays for you. Still to come on the show, don't worry. We'll be talking some NFL and some UFC fight night. Dave Ross, host of the stadium, UFC handicapper, will give us some of his action as we end things out later in about a half hour or so. But in terms of the things I'm playing tonight, let's go to the diamond. And in this first game, it's not ideal because, well, when we played this and I put it in the best bets log, which you can subscribe to, vcin.com slash subscribe, where I put my plays in uh, early on in the day, Angels were looking great. Thought it was a fantastic matchup for them based off the pitching matchup. Alex Cobb has been great for Los Angeles, 7-3, and 3.96 ERA with a 3.19 XFIP and a 1.24 whip. So, look, Cobb has been very solid for this Angels team. And even more so to want to add on to betting the Angels is J.A. Happ with Southpaw's 5-5 five and five with a 6.15 ERA, 5.21 XFIP, and a 1.50 whip. So safe to say Happ has not been reliable. He's allowed 15 earned runs in his last three outings. Now Cobb has gone up against Minnesota once this season. He got the dub, went five innings pitch, allowed four hits and just one earned run and four strikeouts. He's only um, allowed two earned runs in his last three outings as well. So look, Cobb has been consistent. There's no denying that. The Angels got the dub against the Twins last night, 3-2. to two. You lose Nelson Cruz. Maybe the camaraderie and the morale takes the dive a little bit. But then we get the news that Otani and Walsh are going to be out of the lineup for the Angels. So that kind of stinks, and now you've seen a big line movement go the other way because it opened to pick them. Then the Angels were up to as high as minus 125 in some spots. I believe it got about minus 121. We'll throw it up in a little bit. But the Angels now down to minus 110. The Twins are minus 107. Total is dipped from 10 to 9.5. Here's the thing, though. I mean, look, Otani's been struggling ever since the start of the second half. It's not to say that I think they're going to play better or wouldn't want him in the lineup, per se. But maybe you don't take as big of a dive because Otani's out. He's been struggling anyways. And he probably just needs to rest. So, look, I still love the pitching matchup advantage for the Angels here. And you could always hedge because it's close to a pick at this point. I'm just going to end up riding it out. I don't want to have to deal with the hedge. I'm going to look to trust Cobb a little bit more so and hope the remaining pieces of this lineup can get the job done for the Angels. So just be aware that when we handicapped it and played it, it was assumed they are going to have the full lineup. Still going to play it. Wouldn't recommend it as strongly, of course, but I did lay about minus 121 with the Angels a little bit earlier today. Still hoping they get the job done. Now, a play that is still worth a bet, in my opinion, completely, is between the Giants and the Pirates. And instead of looking at money line, spread, or total, let's look at the team total, and let's hone in on the San Francisco Giants. Now, Chad Cool has taken the mound for Pittsburgh. He's 3-5 and five with a 4.31 ERA, but even worse, 5.33 XFIP. So, look, I mean, when you look at his earned runs, he's only allowed opponents over 4.5 once this season. But he's probably getting fairly lucky based off the number of his XFIP. And the team total is at 4.5 uh, for this Giants squad. And I played over 4.5. The Giants have gone over that in their last three out of five games. They have the fifth best OPS at home this season in Major League Baseball, 789. And you look at Cool, he's been struggling away from home. 6.07 ERA on the road, an opponent batting average of 245. So again, this Giants team does well against righties too, 768 OPS, which is fourth best. And then it made me think, well, instead of just looking to bet them and laying the big price, what about the team total? And some spots had five. Bet Rivers had four and a half at about minus 113. So that's where I went with the Giants. I did Giants team total over four and a half, looking for that offense to keep hope alive. They're building great momentum right now. 
after that huge series victory over the Dodgers, and they get a very favorable matchup this series against the Pirates in a park where they dominate offensively being at home. So look for the Giants to get a team total of over four and a half. That's what I'm playing with San Francisco tonight. And, of course, like we started out the segment with, took the Angels a little bit earlier today. Minus 122 is the number. I would say minus 121. But remember, they're missing some key pieces. Number's down to minus 110 now. So if you still trust Cobb, which I do, uh, you can get the better number. But I'll be sticking with the Angels minus 122 and then the Giants team total over four and a half. All righty. Coming up next, we're switching it up, hitting the gridiron. Let's talk some NFC East, Washington, Dallas. Who are you picking? I'll let you know who I am. Stick around. and football betting guides are coming soon and there is no better way to prepare for the college and pro football seasons. Our experts provide profiles of every single team along with advanced stats and power ratings. Plus, we got best bets on season win totals, division finishes and player awards. Each guide is only 20 bucks and discounts are available when you buy both. So now is the perfect time to reserve your copy or sign up for VEASAN All Access to get everything we offer for the entire football season. What's not to love? You can sign up now at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Once again, that's VSIN.com slash subscribe. It is VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. The show is Rush Hour here on a Friday evening. I'm Danny Burke, your host, live out of the Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Dave Ross, host of the stadium, still to come to preview UFC Fight Night. Very intriguing card to look forward to tomorrow, so we'll get some UFC plays for you before we head out tonight. Just dishing out some baseball ones, but let's kind of switch it up a little bit and talk some NFL and kind of profile the NFC East, but more specifically the two teams that we're assuming are going to be vying for that top spot, being the Washington football team and the Dallas Cowboys. Kind of just want to do a head-to-head -head betting profile on each. Let's start with Dallas. As we look at their win total, courtesy of Bet Rivers, 9.5, is the number that's listed. The over is a slight dog, plus 107. The under, the favorite, minus a buck 30. Their odds to make the playoffs, the yes is minus 150. The no is plus 123. And then if you're just looking at their division finishing position, they are the short shot to come out on top, plus 125. To finish second is plus 225 for Dallas. Third, plus 375. And to finish dead last in the NFC East, you'd be getting six to one odds for fourth place. Now, kind of just recapping what they did in the draft, they went defensive. Micah Parsons was their first uh, selection. Then they got Kelvin Joseph in the secondary, and then, you know, a decent amount of other defensive players, and obviously that's what they needed to address. They're stacked offensively. They have a lot of great receivers. They have Ezekiel Elliott. We're hoping we get 100% Dak Prescott back after his gruesome injury. So it could be favorable for the Cowboys this year in the typically weaker division that is the NFC East. But is the defense going to continue to be a huge liability? That's my concern with this team. But nevertheless, let's take a look at their schedule. I kind of like to split it up in winnable games, losable games, and then toss-up games. Now, in terms of winnable games, when you look at Dallas, week three versus the Eagles, week four versus the Panthers, week five versus the Giants, 
Week 7 versus Denver. Now, Denver's kind of a question mark to me. We'll see how Teddy Bridgewater can get acclimated there in the Mile High City, but still at home should be a winnable game. Week 10 versus Atlanta, another team that may be boom or bust, as Atlanta typically is, rather the latter for the most part. But nevertheless, Week 10 versus Atlanta, Week 12 versus the Raiders, Week 18 on the road against Philly. Now, out of that number of games, what is it, seven that I just listed, in my opinion, five are probably guaranteed wins out of that list. Now, it's, if we look at losable games, now, me separating these doesn't mean that I think they're going to win all these. That's, these are just the games I think are most advantageous for them winning. As for losing, these are probably going to be the harder ones where I would guess that they would lose more so than win. So losable games, week one at Tampa Bay, of course. Uh, week eight at Minnesota. Now, that's me being a little bit higher on the Vikings and the fact that it's on the road. However, it is post-bye week. Or Dallas. So that's a little bit more favorable to the Cowboys, but still give the slight edge to the Vikings. Week 11 at Kansas City, week 13 at New Orleans, and then week 14 at Washington. Now, out of those games, you've probably guaranteed to lose about four of them is where I would put the number at. Toss-up games for Dallas. Week 2 on the road against the Chargers. Week 6 at New England. Week 15 against the Giants, considering maybe they split with their division opponent, New York. Week 16 versus Washington, same kind of thought process, maybe a split with Washington. Then week 17 versus Arizona. Look, I'm higher on the Cardinals than probably most people are, but still that late in the season, that's a toss-up game to me, depending on how far we are and just how these rosters are looking. So at the end of the day, I get why the under is shaded as the favorite, and that's the way I would lean. I mean, honestly, you know, based on the amount of toss-up games and the fact that their defense could be a liability, I certainly wouldn't be rushing to bet the over in this sense. Now, at the same time, I'm not wanting to lay the minus 130 in a weaker division per se, but if the Cowboys ended up 8-9, and I would not be surprised, frankly. And that's still giving me another game to stay under 9.5. So at the end of the day, you know, this is so much speculation because so many things change on a week-to-week basis. We know that for the NFL. But I definitely would be more in tune with going with the under than I would with the over with this Cowboys team. I have faith in Prescott. You know, we bet him for comeback player of the year. Uh, we were talking about that the other day. The offense is great and probably should be great. But what is that defense going to be? Can they do well enough to get you those wins where it's getting neck and neck at the end of the game? That's going to be the concern for me with Dallas. So with lean under nine and a half with the Cowboys, let's talk about the Washington football team, though. What can we expect out of this squad who has a win total of eight Shaded to the over, minus 141. The under is the dog, plus 116. For Washington to make the playoffs, you're getting decent value. The yes is plus 146. The no is minus 180. In terms of the division finishing position, if Washington can come out on top of the NFC East, you're getting plus 260. The short shot is for them to finish second at plus 190. Third place is plus 275. And to finish last, plus 350. Pretty much throughout the draft, their recap was they invested where they're already dominant, and that's on the defensive side of things. However, let's not forget the offense was a huge issue with the Washington football team. Still found their way in the postseason, and now they're adding Ryan Fitzpatrick. He is the savior, ladies and gentlemen. Let's see if he can do it for a whole season, though. It's hard to be worse than they were last year, and they still were the top dog in the division, obviously. Took a Dak Prescott injury and some other obstacles, but still, this offense should be improved. But let's not forget that. Looking at the schedule for Washington, their winnable games, week two versus the Giants, week 11 at Carolina, at Las Vegas in week 13, you're getting Dallas at home, Dallas on the road, Philly on the road, Philly at home, and the Giants on the road. So basically, that's pretty much all their division games. I understand that, but really, I think because of how great that defense is, they should have an advantage over their division opponent in most games. 
They're losable games. They're tough ones. Week three at Buffalo, week five versus the Saints. Then you get Kansas City right after at home. And then week 10 versus the defending champs, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Toss-up games, week one versus the Chargers, week four at Atlanta. Then you're at Green Bay. Who knows what the Aaron Rodgers situation is going to present. Week eight on the road in the Mile High City against the Broncos. And then you get the Seahawks at home where, honestly, I could see them winning that game being Washington. So when I look at this, we talk about what makes sense, and if I'm just kind of tallying it up, I think 9-8 and eight makes some sense for the Washington football team here with their amount of toss-up games that I think because of how great their defense is, I would give them the slight advantage. And even more so, on the schedule, they're going up against some teams who have brutal defenses. So even if their offense is slacking, they'll still be able to do well enough because of their opponent's poor defense. So I like the over here. Laying the minus 141 isn't ideal, but at least you're not giving you the 8.5, so you could push at 8. And the plus 146 to make the playoffs is kind of intriguing, as well, obviously, uh, to come first in the division, plus 260. And, you know, maybe instead of doing the wild card spot, which another better team would get, probably just do them first place, plus 260 for the better value. But that's an interesting look at the NFC East. We'll, of course, do this with more divisions. But in terms of bets that we can cash in sooner rather than later, Dave Ross talking to UFC next. Stick around. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from 
crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you're looking for a hot tip to bet on, Bet River Sportsbook has you covered every single day. To check it out on the Bet Rivers app or betrivers.com and find a game you want to bet on by tapping tips. You'll get instant research for the upcoming matchup, and you can try it out with baseball, soccer, tennis, and a variety of other sports. Remember to make your experience even more rewarding. Bet Rivers offers the most live streams in major sports, instant payouts, and only one time playthrough. Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. Offer valid in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Available at PlaySugarHouse.com in New Jersey. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Colorado, 1-800-522-4700. Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. one 532 in Virginia. Iowa, call 1-800. That's off. All righty, we're wrapping up. Another solid edition of Rush Hour here on a Friday evening, live out of the Bet Rivers Sportsbook. I'm Danny Burke, your host. And joining us now is Dave Ross, host of the stadium and UFC handicapper. Did great work when he was out in Sin City last week. And Dave, you know, it's a little strange. Usually I'm used to it being the other way around. You're interviewing me, but it's a pleasure to have you on and to talk about UFC Fight Night. So let's get right into it with the main event, Sanhagen and Dillashaw. Currently, is the line stacking up at Bet Rivers? We're seeing Corey minus 190. TJ's catching the plus 155. Looks like the movement has gone in favor of San Hagen. How are you handicapping this one? Well, Dan, it is uh, kind of a twist here, isn't it, with you interviewing me and getting my expertise? I'm always getting your expertise. <laughs> I'll tell you, I, I look at this thing, Danny, and, and to me, this is what year is it, right? If this fight is in 2016, 2017, Obviously, San Hagen has gotten a lot more experience since then. That's when Dillashaw was one of the baddest men on the planet at 135 pounds. And maybe that was enhanced somewhat because he's been away from the sport for a couple of years after a popping positive here, but he is back in the main frame. I really favor San Hagen here. I understand why that movement has gone up uh, in San Hagen's favor. If earlier in the week, he could have got it at a better price, but as we get closer to fight right here tomorrow night, it seems that's the way the money's going, and I think that's a smart play. I just really wonder about T.J. Dillashaw coming off the layoff and then fighting with the best We're going to reconnect with Dave here in a second. His connection is a little bit wonky. But basically, again, like he was saying, we're seeing these odds stack up with Sanhagen as the favorite, minus 190. Dillashaw was plus 155. And again, he's saying, you know, if this was a few years back, you know, we're having a much different conversation. But he's leaning toward the side of Corey Sanhagen about minus 190. And when we're talking with Josh Applebaum as well, you know, speaking of line movements with UFC, that's where we've seen it as of this point. Now, again, it's never ideal to want to lay a price that high. And Lou Finicaro, who does great work handicapping the UFC, a lot of times he'll either pair it with another play or you just kind of got to realize that, hey, what I always say too, if you have enough conviction, it's worth laying a price. And if you think you have the advantage in a fight like this and laying the minus 190, that's fine to do it. If you handicapped your guy correctly, you know that he has the advantages in a lot of the areas over his opponent. And this is obviously going to be 
the fight with the most center on, uh, the eyes centered on it, rather. So, again, this is where it seems like all the sharp money has been going as at this point. You tend to get a little bit of slight buyback toward fight night when it actually gets there and when this probably gets hammered even a little bit more so by the public. So just keep that in mind, too. You're maybe looking to get a better number, but at the same time, you're always risking it a little bit to see if it gets over $2 or whatnot. But again, the bantamweight bout, we're seeing Sanhagen about minus 190 in Dillashaw, about plus 155 or so. Uh, that's been circulating a little bit throughout the day, but still something to keep an eye out for when it comes to handicapping between hand, uh, Sanhagen and Dillashaw. And just another fight. We'll get into these two in a few moments when we get Dave back on the horn. But, you know, he's going to have some interest in the women's flyweight bout with Macy Barber, plus 120, minus 150 for Miranda Maverick. Now, again, this one, a little bit of line movement here, but the dog could be the play here with Macy Barber. Plus 120 is the area you're kind of seeing outside there with Barber in this women's flyweight bout. So something to keep an eye on in that realm. And then the featherweight bout, of course, we'll talk about Minner and Elkins, another spot where the dog could be viable. But it seems as if we've got Dave back on the horn. So, Dave, sorry to cut you off there. We're losing you a little bit. But uh, please continue on and finish your thought with Sanhagen and Dillashaw. Absolutely, Dan. I'm, I'm back in the Midwest here, and I played a little golf, and I left, and all of a sudden I've got showers in the Michigan you know, Michigan, Indiana area. I'm not used to this after being out in the desert in that beautiful weather. Uh, but, Danny, I, I do. I like Sam Hagen here. These are two of the best strikers you're going to see at 135. And I'll tell you where I really see some value here, Danny, is taking the over in this fight. It is the main event. It is a five-rounder. And I saw you get really good plus value over three-and-a-half rounds. Sam Hagen is on record this week saying he'd like to go five hard rounds with Dillashaw because I think he knows that Dillashaw, coming off this layoff, the stamina might not be there. Look for these guys to feel each other out with the hands early on in this fight, and I really think it starts to heat up around the third and fourth round. To me, there's really good value in Sanhagen, either the distance, Sanhagen and the over, or Sanhagen in a stoppage in the fourth and fifth round. But I do like the over, and I like Sanhagen here to stretch this fight out. Okay, so Sanhagen all over the place, and look for this round to go, or this fight rather, to go deep into the rounds. I like that. It seems like it's a very popular play, not in terms of maybe every average Joe on it, but some of the sharper money thinking the same thing as you, Dave, with Sanhagen being the play here again. He's up to minus 190, could always do the end in the decisions, or uh, of course, in the distance, excuse me, but and of course, to finish in round four or five, as Dave alluded to, to get a little bit better price. Instead, you're a little fearful of laying the minus 190, so some good angles to look at for the main event. Let's talk about the women's flyweight bout here. Sure to be a good one, Dave, with Macy Barber, yes. the slight yes. dog, about plus 120. Miranda Maverick, you're seeing laying minus 150. Could this be a good opportunity to look at the underdog in this spot? Oh, I love it, Danny Burke, because let me tell you, when you get plus money with Macy Barber, I mean, they call her the future for a reason, okay? You're looking at two of the youngest fighters on the entire UFC roster in these two ladies here. I really like this play because, yes, uh, Miranda Maverick is, is an, uh, obviously a game fighter. She's the favorite for a reason. But I know Macy Barber coming off that ACL tear, and it was a full, complete tear. Before that, she was looked at literally as the future of this division. I think she's completely healthy by now. We know even when she tore that ACL against Roxanne Modafferi, she still was game in that fight, even with a compromised leg at full strength, at a price, at a, at a plus price, rather, Danny. To me, this is music to my ears. I love Macy Barber to pull the quote-unquote upset tomorrow night. 
Ooh, okay, so Macy Barber plus 120 could be a good look there. Let's talk about the featherweight bout then with Darren Elkins, who could also be a good opportunity as a dog, right? I mean, plus 130 going against Derek Minner, minus 165. Are we barking with the dogs yet again, Dave? We really are, Danny. And again, I'm trying to give people out there some value because I don't like to just play favorites. I do think San Hagen, again, is the right play in the main event. But right here is where you're finding your value. Here's a guy that you look at in the damage, Darren Elkins. He's been stopped one time in his UFC career. And you know who did that? Charles Oliveira. I mean, we're talking about the best of the best that he's been in there with. And Minner's a game fighter, but he's only had three fights in the entire UFC. When you want to look at experience, the damage has it here. So to me, Darren Elkins, you know what you're going to get. You're going to get a banger. But if this fight goes down to the ground, we're talking about a great wrestler and a guy with some BJJ experience as well. So he's very well-rounded. Wherever this fight might go, look for both these guys to bleed. Look for the, both these guys to be looking for the knockout. And if you give me a plus, a plus price again here with the damage, I'm going to take it with Darren Elkins. I think you might have really good value here in a guy that can turn anybody's lights out and has been in with the very best that the UFC has to offer. Okay, so in summation, Dave's rolling with Darren Elkins about plus 130, loving Macy Barber then at plus 120 in San Hagen. If you don't want to lay the minus 190 to finish in the distance, finish rounds four or five, and absolutely loves the total going over for that matchup in the main event. Dave, before we let you go, we got a couple minutes left. For some betters who are newer to the UFC landscape, I mean, now that we're kind of dwindled down to just baseball, and obviously we still have some other sports, but, you know, UFC is such a great sport to tap into where you can get some good betting advantages. What do you recommend for some new handicappers to the sphere, whether it's in-game or just things to note out when it comes to the betting process? That's uh, a great question, Danny. I would say I like to look for pedigree, you know, like what I call pedigreed fighters. Okay, and that's why I'm trying to give you some of those here. Now, obviously, P.J. Dillashaw, when you look at his experience, it's one of the most pedigreed guys you're going to have in all of the UFC, but he's coming off of that layoff. So if I'm a young uh, better in the UFC and you really don't know the background of him, check into him and see guys or women here that have experience. And when you're going with a guy like Darren Elkins, experience. Uh, Sam Hagen now has been in with the very best. I mean, his, his loss recently was to Aljermaine Sterling. That's a guy that's going to fight for the title, right? We're looking at the best of the very best. And certainly Macy Barber, again, fighting somebody like Roxanne Modafferi with a completely torn ACL. She'd tell you everything you need to know about her. Look for small dogs that are well-pedigreed. You can make some money there. It's dangerous in the UFC to lay the bigger prices. San Hagen is not a big price at minus, minus 190. I'm talking about when you get up in the minus 300s and the minus 400s. If you're a novice to the sport, be very cautious before you lay those. Look at the underdog, look at the fighter, and figure out what type of style they have. Because, Danny, I'm a guy that looks for pathways to win fights. There's no value in a fighter if they have no pathway to win. So even though you might get great odds, you've got to figure out if that fighter actually has a chance, realistically, in your mind, to come out victorious. Dave Ross, ladies and gentlemen, at D Ross Sports is where you can follow him on Twitter. Catch him hosting the stadium throughout the week. And Dave, really appreciate the tips and insight into UFC Fight Night tomorrow. We'll be rooting along with you, my friend. So thanks for taking some time. And hey, get back out on that golf course when we get a little bit better weather. Maybe you and I can shoot some holes uh, sometime soon. I'm sure you're breaking 80 it. or 70 probably it. consistently. So I'll have to do a little bit of work, my friend. <laughs> Danny, anytime you want to play, let's get out and swing them. I will say I'm a little bit upset that I wasn't brought in on the Cowboys and the Washington football team conversation. But we'll let that slide because we were focused on UFC fight night tomorrow night.
Hey, we'll make it up. We'll do it again, my friend. There he is, Dave Ross, folks. Once again, at D Ross Sports is where you can follow him on Twitter. Great analysis overall on the sports landscape, but specifically UFC, bringing in the expert, looking for some great winners tomorrow night. All righty, speaking of which, we got a couple plays in baseball. A little bit shafted with that Angels lineup, but still rolling with them tonight against the Twins. And then we took the Giants team total over four and a half. As always, best of luck if you tell. Thank you for joining us tonight on Rush Hour. From all of us here at Beeson, take care, best of luck, and enjoy your weekend. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.